Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. another episode of the Design Freaks podcast. Uh, I like to talk about music industry, art and design, <laughs> or do I? Uh, record covers, posters, zines, etc., and the stories and people behind the graphics. That's what I do. My name is Clarita and I am your host. I am a graphic designer and uh, I am here in Seattle where it's, of course, cold and rainy. I am uh, recording this for all future listeners, recording this in uh, February 2023. So pretty miserable outside. So it's kind of nice to be cozy in here with you, talking to you. And uh, thanks so much for listening and watching with your eyeballs, those of you who are watching the video. Um, This episode, this rather is episode 58. (laughs) I'm trying to edit less, so you're going to hear more mistakes. I'm sorry. Um, please bear with me. The video thing is new, and so it's, it's more work, but it's more fun. So I'm trying to figure out happy mediums. Thank you so much for allowing me to be human. Um, okay, this is episode 58 with my very special guest all the way from Canada, Toronto, Lisa Westwood. Beep, beep, beep. So, okay, Lisa does some really cool psychedelic artwork, some great design um, for posters and record covers for psych bands in Toronto and actually all over the world. So uh, I think you're really going to love this interview. She's uh, super cool, fun to talk to, and uh, she introduced me to some awesome new bands. I don't know if they're new, but they're new to me. And uh, we learn about how she got started and I learned what a Juno Award is. I'm very embarrassed. I didn't already know that. I am sorry. Um, I'm also sorry for saying sorry. Uh, so, but first, before the interview, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, please share it with other vinyl and design freaks. Uh, leave an iTunes review if it's nice and subscribe. Uh, and you can find everything at designfreakspodcast.com. I am at underscore design freaks podcast on Instagram. You'll find it. If you're listening audio only style, uh, we do have a new YouTube, so you could head over there if that's what you're into. Uh, and it's design freaks podcast on YouTube. Um, it's in my link tree. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, 
yada, yada, yada. And then um, you can also go to Ruinous Media on YouTube and check out all the other awesome shows um, that are coming out. Go to my website if you'd like to donate or buy merch. There's some pretty cute merch, I think. And I am going to upload some new stuff. I'm working on it. Um, please send money so I can get better lighting for my videos. Uh, or can a camera? I don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong here. Uh, yeah, all the money that I make from donations and uh, merch all goes back to just producing the show because it does cost money every month. Um, to keep it running. Um, and I want to say I have a bunch of mini episodes coming up and these are called design freaks covers a cover. And it's basically just me giving you the scoop about one particular record cover, usually something very mainstream, very popular an image we've all seen a million times and just some like fun facts behind it. Um, and these are supposed to be short. So I'm hoping to get these out on a more regular basis it's a lot of fun and um, there's visuals that go with it again on the YouTube. Um, and I also have some great interviews coming up, including I just got to recently got to talk to Grammy award winner, Sasha Barr from Sub Pop Records um, and other many other projects around Seattle. But he was nominated for two Grammys for Father John Misty album packaging and he won one for Pure Comedy. So um that one is coming up probably in March. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for all your support and your patience while I get used to doing video and audio. And uh, yeah, enjoy this episode with the amazing Lisa Westwood. so much for agreeing to chat with me today. yeah I, I really appreciate it it's an honor oh wow i love your work way. of course Thank oh my you. gosh i love your everything you've been posting um now you are based out of toronto i don't want to say it wrong toronto toronto yeah <laughs> toronto okay do i say the two t's you know, it's said that if you're from Toronto, you don't say the second T, you just say Toronto. So you're saying it like a, a true Torontonian, I guess, and I'm not. <laughs> oh, where are you from? Um, well, I grew up just a little bit outside of Toronto. Um, I just moved to Toronto probably five or six years ago now. Okay. Um, but yeah, around Toronto. It's funny because I used to say I would never live in Toronto. Um, mm -hmm. It used to really stress me out going there, uh, just being such a big city and so many people. Uh, it was it was really overwhelming. Um, and then I, I ended up there and I can't really imagine myself anywhere else now. Oh, wow. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. It's a pretty awesome place. Um, there's definitely a lot of culture happening, which is the best part about it, in my opinion. Yeah. And it looks like a good music scene. Definitely. Yeah. So do you primarily work with Toronto bands, Torontonian bands? Um, for the most part, I would say so. Um, I mean, it's, it's where I started. Um, I ended up kind of immersed in a, a bit of like an underground music scene, um, after living there for a few years. 
so I met a lot of people in the scene who um, really motivated me and encouraged me to do art, <laughs> uh, which ended up just, you know, being revolving around music and stuff. So um, for the most part, yeah, Toronto, um, I'm starting to expand a bit more into the States and um, like Australia and stuff like that, which is really exciting. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. There's so many great like psych bands that, you know, your style lends itself to. I mean, when I think of Australia, I, I think of those types of bands. Yeah, so that's awesome. it's definitely, I would say the majority of the music that I listen to comes out of Australia. Me too. It's yeah. I'm like, maybe I should move there. <laughs> um, Cool. Um, so like, what are your favorite bands to work with? Should we shout out some? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's my favorite thing to shout out some bands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the, the Toronto music scene is it's so, um, diverse and there's so many talented people who really do deserve shout outs. Um, some of my favorite people, um, and projects and people that I've done work for, um, Wine Lips, for starters, I think still to this date, they're the band I've done the most amount of work for. Um, Cam from Wine Lips is actually my roommate, and he's one of the people who really pushed me into doing art and focusing on my art. Um, so I'm really grateful for him and his support and that band in general. Um, Vipers is a really great band out of Toronto. They're um, like a garage psych rock band. Um, Dartmouth, they're kind of more of like a chill kind of groovy like grateful dead vibe type of band um stacked lineup of amazing musicians that are all kind of in other projects as well um oh also shout out to odonis odonis who got nominated for a juno award today which is really awesome for them i'm very excited oh, wow. for them. very cool yeah for um electronic album of the year just well deserved Whoa. i think <laughs> is that a canadian award i'm sorry i'm it is, yeah. It's it's uh -huh. a pretty big Canadian music award that happens every year. Whoa. I'm going to have to look up all these bands. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I could so keep you going, honestly. There's so yeah. many. <laughs> you can. You can you can keep sprinkling them in as we go. Um, right. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask about your... Because um, I see your work and I'm just like, how did she do this? How did she do that? What is your creative origin story? You said your roommate, and so obviously people in the music industry are like, "Please make posters for us." Obviously, cause, <laughs> you know you're good at it. Um, what is your? Did you go to art school? Did you have a mentor? Design school? Anything like that? Yeah. So I mean, I've been making art my whole life. Um, my grandfather was an artist. Um, he, he taught me a lot of like the foundations when I was. Um, a kid, I guess. Uh, my dad as well is a visual artist and a musician. So he taught me some stuff and uh, kind of immersed me into music as well. Um, so I've been doing it for a lot, like a lot of my life. And um, I did actually go to post-secondary school. I went to college and I studied fine arts. Um, and then I went to university to continue that with a major in printmaking. Um, so it, it's a pretty different um, world from what I'm, what I'm focused on now, but definitely, obviously, still links back to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you print some of your stuff. Do you screen print anything? Um, not at the moment. I was screen printing um, for a company for a little bit um, before I was getting too many commissions. I I had to stop doing it, which is. 
uh, surreal to me. I still can't believe that that wow. has happened. Um, uh, but it's funny because screen printing is actually my least favorite form of printmaking. Um, when I was in university, my specialties were um, lithography and intaglio, which unfortunately are two art forms that are practically impossible to do outside of an institution because the studio setup is so elaborate. Um, so unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that since I left university. Yeah. And like lithography and intaglio, I mean, you're working with, you know, different acids and stuff like that. You have to have like a well-ventilated area and a big enough room for a printing press and all the stuff that goes along with it. It just, wow. it becomes a lot. Yeah. All the chemicals and the exactly. smells and everything. Um, yeah. Cause with screen printing, it's mostly just the water setup. You have to have a good, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Water and, and plastisol. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's see. So you you did kind of both things. You kind of taught yourself in a way. I'm I'm guessing a little bit. I mean, yeah. Nobody learns I mean, most their of... style in school. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I actually. It's funny because I actually didn't make any art for two or three years after university because it it just. I I really didn't like university. It kind of ruined art for me for a little bit and. Um, I'm one of the people who can selfishly say that the pandemic was a bit of a blessing for me because, um, you know, I wasn't working and I had all of this time to kind of start making art again and and really figure out my style and what I wanted to do with it. Um, And with the help of Cam, my roommate, pushing me to to gravitate towards music and... (laughs) You know, I argued with him a lot. I was like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. I can't just do it. He's like, yes, you can. And, and now it's kind of like an I told you so thing because he was right. <laughs> Say the, the support and encouragement of, of the Toronto music scene um, that I'm immersed in. Um, Wine Lips was definitely the one I started with. But once I started doing more artwork for them and more of my own artwork, uh, more people and, and friends who were in bands started coming and asking me to take on projects for them, which I'm, I'm really grateful that they, mm-hmm. they trusted me with their um, projects and ideas. Um, so really just the support of, of the community and, and word of mouth from uh, people uh, sharing my artwork around and stuff like that. God, that's so awesome. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> that's how I got on a podcast network was through Instagram. Yeah, it's crazy. I hate giving the credit to it, but honestly, I, I probably wouldn't be where I am without it. So it's probably helped a lot of visual artists, to be honest. I yeah. mean, so, uh, so when you're collaborating with a band and, um, first of all, I just, I love all the different aspects of your, of your design because obviously art and design are different. You are creating what looks like, you know, illustrative art. Um, I've seen you hashtag procreate. So um, I'm assuming you're doing your typesetting separately. I've never tried to work with type and procreate. <laughs> um, how do you combine those two worlds? Um, so it really just depends on the piece. Um, sometimes I do do it in Procreate. Um, if I'm hand drawing the text, then I do it in Procreate. Oh, yeah. Um, other times I'll, I'll just send the file to my computer and do it in Photoshop. Um, it is <laughs> text, the text element of it and the more graphic design element of what I do is definitely the most challenging part for me. Um, coming from a fine arts background, it's not, 
something that I really learned and graphic design confuses the hell out of me. Um, so I'm still really figuring that out and just kind of faking it until I make it, I guess. Well, at this point, you're doing a great aspect. job. You're doing great. Thank I mean, you. that's what it is kind of, I mean, you're, you're, you understand the basics. It, I can tell. Um, you know, of composition. I think I'm, I'm figuring it out. There is, there's definitely, you know, text is still the hardest thing for me. I, I struggle with understanding fonts a lot. Mm. Um, and the way like different fonts can be so representative of different things. And mm. uh, I do have like a couple of friends who are a little bit more design savvy than I am. And I'll often mm. send posters um, to them and be like, does that font make sense to you? <laughs> Wow. And just get like a second input if I'm like really second guessing myself. Yeah, it can make the biggest difference. Um, it really can. But you, I mean, I where do you source your fonts? I, this is one of the questions in my list because you, these are just some awesome. Like they look like kind of all a little bit um, uh, maybe older, older fonts. From like the 70s. So some of them I'd hand draw myself. Um, a lot of them I'll, I'll purchase um, from 1001fonts.com. Mm -hmm. um, and then I try not to leave them in their bare state. Like I do manipulate them a bit. Um, but most of it, most of it is not, I can't take credit for, for designing it. It is usually purchased from somebody else. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't design my own fonts either. I mean, it's a lot of work. I, it is. And I mean, yeah, manipulating them to incorporate with the art is, uh, you know, that's pretty, it's half the battle right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your posters right now. I just love the color palettes you use that it's all pretty much within the same universe. Um, so you have like a recognizable, um, kind of look, um, and then the spatial relationships of things, the illustrations themselves. I, I've talked to, um, different designers and everyone's process is so different. Do you have like a library of imagery? Do you draw everything per poster? How do you approach these? Um, everything is per poster. I, I definitely do not have a library. I wish I, I wish I did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's really, it depends on what it is. Um, a lot of times I'll go, like I'll open my iPad and open Procreate and I'll sit there and stare at the canvas for 30 minutes and then put it down and go out for a smoke and come back and really yeah. just be stuck in my own head about it. Or, you know, I'll sketch like 10 different things. And every time I'm like, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And then other times I'll open my iPad and I'll sit down and it just comes out and it just makes sense and works somehow. Yeah. Um, I do find like I'm most creative late at night. And um, a lot of times if I'm just like laying in bed or something, I'll just get an idea and it's like, okay, I have to, have to write this down and remember it. Yeah. Um, and then other times um, there are um, people and musicians and bands who actually have kind of the foundations of what they're looking for, um, which in a lot of cases is helpful. Sometimes it can be not very helpful. Oh. Um, yeah. In, in, a, in the way that, 
Yeah, well, it's mostly, I, I say that and what I mean is it's mostly just because when somebody has an idea of what they're looking for specifically, I fear that I'm not going to be able to execute that idea the way that they see it in their head. Because yeah. it's so hard to translate through words what you're envisioning in your head to an artist who now has to kind of interpret it and put it on paper. So, you know, there's been some incidences where I've like thought that I was doing the right thing and I've sent mm. it to the client and it's like, well, it's not really what I had in mind. Um, but I mean, everybody that I've worked with has been so um, easy to work with. I've been really lucky with my clients. I've never had anybody kind of be mean or or mm -hmm. super difficult it's kind of just like a collaborative thing to do yeah. you know you work with each other and um, I try to send updates as I go along to make sure that we're on the same page and stuff especially when somebody does have the idea that they've given me and I'm trying to get it out right so, and a lot of times I have clients who are just kind of like do your own thing we'll be happy with whatever and that ends up working out just fantastically <laughs> because by now they know your style they pretty much right. know what they're gonna get so yeah that's pretty fortunate that's the other good side of people knowing your work um they're not trying to commission Definitely. you for something weird or corporate or <laughs> something that exactly yeah. yeah I've definitely, I mean, I've had a couple of, there's been a couple of instances where people have reached out to me um, and sent me examples of what they're looking for. And it's, it's mm -hmm. been very much not what I do. Like sometimes people will be like, I'm looking for like a photographic thing. And I'm kind of just like, oh, <laughs> mm. I'm going to refer you to a friend of mine who is, you know, more suitable for this type of project. Yeah. So that has happened, but sharing the work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw one recently, of course, I can't find it right now, but you incorporated, I like how you incorporated a photo of the band members. They're kind of walking away from the viewer and everything um, that else was the, so cool. That was the Grogan's for their um, Australia, New Zealand tour. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that one was their idea. So I, I do a lot of work for them. That was the first time they've asked me to incorporate a photograph. It was... Um, it was fun. It's definitely a challenge because it's not something I'm I'm used to doing, but it was fun. design do you listen to the actual band i i do for? yeah um mm -hmm. i pretty much always will listen to the band before i even get into the design um mm -hmm. usually like minutes before i start working on it um a lot of times if i'm doing like album art or cover art or whatever um, i get them to send me either the album or a song off the album or even just lyrics um demos and stuff like that um i definitely feel like it helps me to determine what the vibe should be for the artwork um because obviously you want it to match the music right 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Typic. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, typically when I'm drawing, I'll, I'll put on music and then just get so immersed into my work that, you know, Spotify or whatever just starts doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of a trance-like thing sometimes. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I can't do anything without music, actually. <laughs> I'm the same way, for sure. Um, I, the silence is overwhelming. <laughs> I think all artists and designers are like, I need something in my ears at all times. <laughs> right. Um, do you have any, okay, wait, no, I already kind of went, we already went over that. Do you, what do you struggle with the most? We kind of went over, like, you didn't really, uh, go through traditional typography training. So would you say that or, uh, definitely the, definitely typography. That's, that's definitely what I struggle with the most, um, -hmm. out of anything for sure hands down. There's, there's really, there's nothing else that I can think of for that other than typography. Yeah. Well, um, you're doing well though. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I struggle with it. Uh, yeah. And you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I struggle with being too influenced sometimes. Do you feel like there are artists that you just have to try not to rip off? <laughs> Because so you just love I've, them so I've much. I've talked about this before, and whenever people ask me if there's like current artists that I'm I'm influenced by, um, mm-hmm. I mean the answer is obviously yes, mm-hmm. um, because you know I spend so much time on Instagram, especially like my my art account, and you know when you're just scrolling through, you see everything, um, and there's just so much out there to be consumed, and I find that if I start to fixate on a specific artist, then I do become very subconsciously influenced by them and I have to kind of reflect on that and and dial it back a bit um so I definitely try not to fixate on any (laughs) artist specifically or taken too much at a time if that makes sense yeah it can be overwhelming too if you have if you're constantly looking at all these different styles and your brain just freezes. (laughs) Mine does. Exactly. (laughs) Definitely. For sure. (laughs) Okay. So I ask everybody, um, is, well, for you, because you're, you design so many posters, what's the first record cover or poster that you remember that had like an effect on you where you were like struck by it? Um, so I don't, it's funny because I, I never really started paying attention to album covers until I was a bit older. Um, but there are a couple that I've, I've, that have like struck a chord enough for me to kind of like research them <laughs> in the past. Um, one of the first ones that I remember was Can't Buy a Thrill, Steely Dan. <gasps> oh my God, hypnosis. <laughs> yeah, that is one of mine too. Yeah, it's uh it had that very kind of like surrealist collage element of it, but it was also, you know, it's like it's sex workers on an album cover. And I remember reading about like kind of just like the idea behind it. And I remember like one of the band members saying it was like the ugliest record cover <laughs> ever made. And then I think it was banned in like, like that record co- cover was banned in like Spain or something. They ended up replacing it with just like a photo of the band and stuff. Jeez. Like it was just like a very like obscure history in this 
album art but I thought it was just like a really cool piece of art. Oh. I was really into that kind of like collage style back back when I started um, thinking about that. So I, I really like that one. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, Black Sabbath, uh, Technical Ecstasy is another oh. one that stuck with me for a lot of years. Um, and again, it was one of those things where I, I saw it and in my head, I was kind of like, thinking about the representation of it and I was like is it supposed to kind of be sexual and uh-huh. I kind of researched it a bit and it it was <laughs> supposed to be kind of sexual um in a very weird like robot robots on escalators type of way um yeah and also the artists who 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 did that album cover did, as did well this Stan- they Steely did Dan cover yeah, yeah, they did same back then. Hypnosis, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It's so weird because ga- can't buy a thrill and technical ecstasy looks so different, and yet <laughs> yeah. they were both considered terrible. Yeah. They were both like hated by the fans of Black Sabbath and Steely Dan, and they <laughs> they look totally different, but it's the same people. It's so funny. Yeah, it's their their realm of of work that they did is so like diverse like they they did a cover for like olivia newton john that's just like a photograph of her face yeah (laughs) those are the same people who did that you know it's 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 funny but also really interesting yeah i love their photography manipulation um i'm guessing olivia newton john just guessing that was a good check paycheck or something (laughs) probably um but yeah, I think their other covers of theirs got banned places too because they did do that kind of. They're pushing the sexual boundaries. One of them was yeah. um, that UFO cover called. Uh, it's not, I've talked about it in my Psychic TV episode because I didn't realize that that was them in the bathtub. Um, bathroom. <laughs> Googling UFO bathroom. <laughs> Uh, faucet. So it's a play on the word faucet. Right. Um, and it looks maybe like a sexual assault is happening, but it's also this like manic collage of chrome bathroom fixtures. It's <laughs> yeah. like very bizarre. Anyways. It is very bizarre. <laughs> I, I just pulled it up too. And now I'm looking at it again. And it's, it is very bizarre. It's very chaotic. Uh huh. And like, and- a little discomforting and that's psychic tv which i don't think anybody knew so it's also gender uh fluidity involved as well there's a lot going on <laughs> um anyway yeah aubrey powell and uh what are their names uh and then storm thorgerson who was just in the news yeah. recently for the uh pink floyd stuff did you see all the controversy about the 50th oh, anniversary. So the uh, Dark Side of the Moon, it's the 50th anniversary. So they had, I mean, it's not my favorite design piece. I got to be honest, but they oh, had a I think designer. I did see this. Yeah. So it's like a um, <laughs> just a really simple like number 50 with the rainbow instead of as a prism yeah. inside. And people got <laughs> so upset about that. Yeah, because like, they were pr- promoting the LGBTQ. Like, I'm like, your age group was there. You were there. How do you not remember <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
Uh, I remember seeing that on Instagram, of course, and just laughing at the comments and yeah, it's just the, the complete ignorance of people. So funny, but see, that's the power of album design. People have strong opinions. Um, and maybe you should do something controversial. Maybe I should <laughs> just really, you know, get yourself uh, in the spotlight. <laughs> Bad publicity uh, is still publicity, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else was I going to ask you? Um, okay. I wanted to ask, by the way, those were great answers for the first covers. Love it. <laughs> uh, what are you working on now? Can you talk about it? Do you have anything exciting coming up? Um, I mean, I've got a few things in the works. I, I don't know how much I can really really talk about it um i'm i'm in the middle of a project for a toronto based musician um her project is called silver reads so we just finished up um her record sleeve which she submitted to um the pressing company which is exciting and now we're moving on to some uh single artwork so it's a, a full kind of like matching package um for her um i've got some posters um, I mean, I've, I've always kind of got posters going on. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also working with uh, James from White Denim on some stuff uh, that's not actually for White Denim, but for some other projects. Um, so that's fun. Website is mostly just for selling prints, um, and I don't really have that much up there right now. Um, I will be doing a print sale soon. Um I'm actually, it's funny, we talked about Australia earlier. I'm going there in March and I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to do a print sale to kind of just save up a bit of money for that trip. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, mostly just my Instagram. That will always be my most up-to-date um, portfolio for sure. All right. Well, go to Lisa's Instagram. <laughs> Buy the prints. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Side note. Absolutely love. This is like a, a sort of a departure from your other style, but the square design you did for symptom error with the um, <laughs> lady with the latex mask, I love. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that one was so far out of my element. Um, so the the venue that they played at Drum Taverna, they're such a great Toronto venue. They're really rich in um, just cultural diversity and worldly music. Um and also very supportive of their artists. Um, they they book three to four acts every single night of the week. They're just like nonstop. Um, so this band was kind of like a goth, like new wave kind of vibe. And I just wanted to try something different. And I just had no idea what I was doing. And that was one of the ones that I was sending to people being like, does this work? I don't really know. So did you place the spiders there or did you? Yeah, so the... The photo was taken from um, the website that was selling that gimp mask. Mm -hmm. um, so I stole it. Okay. <laughs> I think legally, right? You can take it from the internet, right? You can take it. You can change it. It's fine. Um, yeah. So I manipulated the photo and then the spiders I, I drew on top of it. Oh, you drew those? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so cool. I mean, if I, Thank I you. would be like, I'm going if I live there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're pretty cool. I unfortunately missed that, that gig, but, wow. but yeah. 
well done. Um, you Thank know you. how to get people's attention visually, which is not easy to do. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else besides um, maybe mm -hmm. if you have something else you want people to know or an unpopular um, opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um unpopular opinion um some nickelback songs slap. oh that they do slap <laughs> okay in like in like the worst way possible but like you know everybody knows at least one or two all the words <laughs> to it and everything is it some like, you know you're singing that when it comes on on the, on the radio <laughs> i don't know if i could detect it but if you were like this is nickelback i'd be like oh yeah uh, yeah, they're they're honestly all their songs sound the same. You would hear one and be like, "Oh yeah, it's Nickelback." <laughs> Why not? There's worse things now. <laughs> that became such For a sure. like a joke. Like I don't know, five ten years ago, I feel like society's come up with worse things now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I feel like it. I feel like the it, it is mostly just a joke. I mean. Yeah. Not everybody can hate Nickelback that much. I feel kind of bad for them. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they think about it. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, they're probably rolling in money. They're probably oh, like, yeah. oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just also, um, I love the wine lips with the Tenenbaums poster, and I love your use of repetition. I wanted to say you do that sometimes where you put a figure uh, side by side. That's the one with like the X-ray. Yeah, the X-ray vision goggles. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the hand. Sorry, I've done I've done so many things for wine lips. I forget sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that one was fun. That that one was um, the idea for it was was all Cam. I can't I can't take credit for that full idea. Oh, very one. cool. Well, say hi to Cam. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about Cam a lot. Will do. Um, I know. He's he's a big part of my life. Cool. Um, well, yeah, if you're ever in Seattle, uh, you know, hit me up and good luck with all your work um, and going to Australia. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was really nice talking to you. By the way, I love your self-portrait. Oh, thank you. That I appreciate you did. that. It was a late night can't sleep type of thing. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining me and uh, have thank fun. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yay. All right. Bye. Have a good day. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.